Welcome to Becoming Unstuck, a safe place to help individuals find the tools they need to live a life they truly want. I'm your host, Jordan Meyer, registered clinical mental health therapist. Join me here each week where we will learn one tool that you can use to become the person you've always wanted to be in the beach day with more happiness. On today's episode, part three of Boundaries, the final and completed episode of such. And to end it, we're going to talk about and give an example of what life looks like with boundaries. Now, remember episode part one, we gave an example of an individual who went through life with no boundaries, boundaryless, and we saw the result of it. And to finish out part three, we're going to give an example again of an individual with boundaries as a result of making these changes that we gave in part two. Now, again, to go back to our individual who struggled living a life haphazard, out of control, and chaos, feeling wound down, no energy, and had nothing left to give in her life. So to start off, this individual wakes up, hitting the alarm clock, and rolls out of bed. It had been a much better morning as the kids went to bed earlier now that she and her husband began setting better time limits with them to go to bed on time. She and her husband even got a few minutes at the end of the night to relax and spend time together. The goal of getting the kids did not come without a price, however. Each night, they struggled to get them in bed and set the boundary appropriately. The kids fought back, argued, how eventually learned that the boundary of bedtime existed and they had two choices to either follow it or experience the result of not. Similar to it, she had noticed that one of the hardest things she had to do was learn how to set boundaries with her mother, who came to visit at a time and appropriated guilt in that she didn't spend enough time with her since her father had passed away and life as a lonely widow had become unbearable. The hardest thing she ever had to do was communicate to her mom, say, Mom, I want to visit with you, but this is a really bad time. I'm helping the kids finish homework, and we have a lot to do. Is there another time that we can plan to meet together? She had noticed that her mom did not take this very well, and often playing the martyr tend to use the guilt card to test this boundary, expressing, You don't know how hard it's been since your father passed away. Do you not have time to really spend with your mother? Despite this guilt trip, she remained true to her boundary and understanding that she only had a limited amount of time and that she couldn't give to everything, and politely told her mom the exact same statement. Mom, I really do love you and I want to spend time. However, I don't have that much time right now. Is there a time that we can find that may work for both of us to be able to meet together and talk about what's going on? Being able to express this need was able to, one, give her time more freely to her family and what she had to do, as well as give her mom the appropriate time and attention that she was really wanting to begin with. Not having boundaries in this situation led to both being partially done and neither getting what they wanted. Now in the mornings, as the kids finish breakfast, they take their dishes to the sink, rinse them, and place them in the dishwasher. Household tasks have become a lot more comfortable and habit-forming, and the children, as well as her husband, have realized that doing so actually creates more peace in the home as you go through the day. A miracle happened when the kids and her husband actually were able to abide by this pattern and notice it and continue to follow through. She had done this by instituting a boundary that if nobody planned to help, then nobody would be able to eat. This included both breakfast and dinner. And as such, it took only a few times of the children as well as her husband realizing that there was no breakfast nor meal prepared at night that they quickly realized that in order to get what they wanted, they also had to respect her boundary in doing so. 
Similarly, the mornings where the children struggled to get to school on time, and oftentimes she would have to take from her day, getting them out of bed, waking them up, being frustrated that they didn't come down for breakfast, and oftentimes having to answer to school teachers and principals about why her children were always late as well. It only took a few times for her to set this boundary with her children to help them understand that they were personally responsible for waking themselves up in the morning, and that if they did not wake up in time, they would not be able to eat breakfast, and thus they would not be able to make the bus to be able to get to school. It only took a few instances for her children of missing the bus and their ride to realize that they had to walk to school and in doing so. Her children begin to test this boundary and saying, you're the worst mom in the world. Don't you care about us? Aren't you a loving mother and want us to be safe? Understanding why she was setting the boundary and sticking to it in that she did not not love her children. She loved her children very much. But understanding that children need boundaries in order to how to act. When they understood that they were responsible for their own behavior to get to school on time, it only took a few instances for them to learn that mom was serious about this and were able to follow through. In turn, this gave her a lot more time in the morning when she didn't have to constantly berate the children to get out of bed and do what they needed to do. As such, she often found herself without boundaries doing her makeup in the car on the way to work, and because of this, always running late. Because of the boundaries she had set, she now found time that she was able to put her makeup on and actually have more time in the morning, more peaceful situations, in which she can actually enjoy the morning and take more time for herself. Walking into a conference room at work where she often found herself late and tiptoeing into the back corner to find a seat with all eyes on her. She now found herself first in the chair, waiting for everyone else. She found herself as the chairperson because of her dedication to work and the changes that she had made. She often looked for other people who may have been running late or seemed to be coming in in a chaotic fashion, wondering if she could also help them to learn how to set boundaries in their personal lives that may help them in their professional lives as well. As she saw these individuals, she smiled to herself, noticing that she not too long ago was in the same situation as those individuals. She silently said to herself, offering a prayer of gratitude, that she was able to discover the confidence and security within herself to be able to make the mornings for her a lot more peaceful. And she was now able to pass that information to other individuals who she noticed was struggling, in which she wished someone would have reached out to her in that moment and offered a kind gesture the way that she now is able to provide to others. During her workday, as her phone rang, she was able to pick up the phone and and a very similar experience to what she had before in which her friend from high school reached out In a very similar fashion, as she answered the phone, heard the voice on the other end saying, Thank you. Thank goodness you are here. I have so much going on. I need to talk to you. Now remember in the first example, this individual often would miss her lunch break, had trouble setting boundaries and saying no, and as a result found herself being extremely tired and exhausted that yet another person was drawing from her. In a life where boundaries, this example now changes. She's able to talk with her friend, and upon answering, she's able to reply to her and say, It seems as though you want to talk to me when you're hurting, and that's fine. But when I'm struggling, you're either unavailable, distracted, or uninterested. Her friend had protested that this had not been true, and she was in fact a true friend. She was just reaching out. She responds, Well, I guess we'll find out. 
I need to know if our friendship is one that is based on what I do for you or if it's a true friendship. In this moment, she replies very politely to her friend, My friend, I love you, but I simply cannot take responsibility for your pain. And second, there will be times when I'm hurting and I'm going to call you and ask for support. And actually, don't know if you know me and my pain at all, so we both need to find out. Over the next few months, she sadly learned that the relationship did not have the foundation that she once thought. She often realized that in conversations her friend would reach out and would only be able to talk about herself, but when she needed someone to talk to, her friend could not respond and reciprocate the same gesture. It was sad to find out that a lifelong friendship was able to fall apart the way that it did and was not able to mature into an appropriate adult relationship due to that. As she hung up the phone, she realized that she had a lot more confidence in being able to respect her own boundaries and not have others take from her the way that they had often done. As she reached the end of her day the way that she had done many times before, she began walking to her car and then so was approached by her boss, similar in fashion. Without stopping her pace, she said to them, Hi, how are you this day? I can't talk right now, so please leave a message. I have about 30 seconds and I need to drive home. This was a large shift than previously before, as previous before, this individual was her boss. Something changed and was unexpected as a result of her learning and understanding the boundaries and the needs that she had in her life. This individual who used to be her boss, she was now their boss. When she stopped taking responsibility for his actions and deferring responsibility to others, something amazing happened. The individuals above realized that his irresponsibility and lack of follow-through seemed to emerge, and in fact, come to find out that it was actually her superiority and thoughts and ideas that tend to follow through that were often covered up because of her covering up for his mistakes. In doing so, she had become the driving force of her marketing department and was able to actually move into the position for her that was appropriate and right that should have been there in the first place. Understanding her boundaries at work were able to help her speak to this and in turn have the position that she wanted. Early on as she had begun to set boundaries, he had become angry at first, defensive almost, and became threatening. He tried to settle down and after a while was able to. He became more punctual, buckled down, started to follow through, and understanding the boundaries that she had set was actually able to himself become a very important employee and contribute to the team in a different way. As she left to attend the parent-teacher conference similar to she had before, only this time what was different is that her husband attended with her. She had let him know that attending last year by herself was something that she found to be disrespectful, and as parents working together, she appreciated that both of them would attend as parents for their son of the parent-teacher conference. This year, meeting with their teacher, they were pleased to find that all their hard work and boundary setting had actually paid off. The teacher responded, I have to admit, I look at your son with some reservation, but after consulting this past year, there has been some significant improvement. Both her and her husband responded, believe me, we know there was no magic formula. Turns out he hated doing his homework, he didn't mind doing and taking responsibility, and household chores were a real struggle. But consistent praise and consequences seem to have helped and he is able to change his behavior. The teacher agreed, they really have. I've noticed a lot of changes for him in the, in the school day. He'll always speak his mind and is not a complete angel, but there have been a lot of improvements. 
As she drove home from the parent-teacher conference, she couldn't help but reflect on the gratitude that she had on how different her life had become since learning how to understand her needs and ask for them to be met. As she walked in that door that night, she was able to go to her daughter and say, Mother-daughter time, come on, let's go outside. She made a real effort from then on to better understand her daughter's needs as well as understanding her own and understanding that consistent listening and connection with her daughter was able to open up about a lot more things at school, including friends, problems, boyfriends, and other areas that she so desperately wanted and needed at the beginning, but was not able to understand how to get to it. She was able to understand that her daughter, while not being a problem child, understood that if she just kept to herself that everything would be okay. She realized that she didn't get a lot of attention and therefore withdrew and didn't need the attention. This caused her to invert and go inwards and staying by herself and realizing that manipulation of her brother's behavior tended to overshadow her. Her mom was able to realize that by asking certain questions and spending time because she now had the time, she was able to converse with her daughter and find out all these things to be able to connect on a deeper level. As dinner arose, the family sat down, this time understanding that in order to eat, they had to contribute. She only had to ask once for her family to return to the table to be able to eat, and each of them obliged appropriately and was able to sit down as they knew the response that was needed. Halfway through dinner, the phone rang just as before, only this time she did not answer the phone. She had set a boundary with herself that that time was very important for her and her family and that was the only time they really had to sit together and talk about what their day was like. And by answering the phone during so, she had taken away time from her family. Setting this boundary for her helped her to be able to more appreciate the time spent at the complete dinner and be able to converse with her family and still connect. As such, she made a mental note to return the phone call after dinner had ended. After dinner had ended, she was able to return the phone call of the individual and found out that on the other end was the Relief Society president, who had once again called her to be able to ask for help as the person who was responsible for an upcoming event had fallen through and they needed someone to step in and take over. Although at this time she realized her needs and wants, she was able to respectfully decline this as she relayed that at the moment she had a plan over the weekend with her and her husband to take some much-needed time away. And as though she wanted to help, this was one of the moments that she was not able to. However, to keep her in mind in future events, and if she would be able to, she would then help at that time if she could. To learn to be able to do this, she had to learn that in order to say no, she was able to tell herself that while she wanted to be a Christ-like person and serve others, that she only had so much to give. And in fact, that part of being Christ-like and understanding our own needs is to be able to understand that we have limits as humans and that at the end of the day, when we have nothing left to give, that God in turn can also help restore that to us, that we are never required to give more than we can, and as such, being Christ-like does not mean exerting more than we can give, but also understanding that as humans, we have to take care of ourselves and respect our own boundaries in the process. After dinner, the children and her husband realized that as part of the reason of her boundaries and feeling overwhelmed is that they had not contributed the way that they should have, this time, as dinner was over, the children and her husband both contributed and all contributed to helping take care and cleaning up afterwards. With the extra time and through the work that she had done, she had been able to sit down with her husband and actually have conversations about through the marriage the things that have been missing and needs that were not noticed and neglected along the way. 
Through personal therapy and understanding of her relationships and boundaries, she was able to communicate to her husband the needs that had not been met for her through their marriage and over the years that had been lost. One of these was the way that her husband would often throw tantrums and his anger seemed to get the best of him. Earlier, she was able to make excuses and say that if she just loved him enough and loved him through it that he would be able to change. Due to being able to understand boundaries, she understood that it was her who had to protect herself from his tantrums and as such was able to communicate to him that she would no longer take responsibility for the way that he acted and if he wanted to be a part of the family and be part of her life, that he needed to understand that his behavior needed to change. Being able to express to her husband that he was her first choice for intimacy and connection, but if he was not able to provide that for her, then she needed to find that other areas of her life. It was actually able for her husband to reflect and realize that his behavior needed to change and that he needed to meet the needs of his wife in order to build the connection and intimacy needed in a healthy relationship. Being able to do so was help her to understand that the relationship was a growing and living thing and that her husband had to participate. She could no longer make excuses for his behavior and in turn his behavior changed understanding that he needed to step up and provide for her needs. Later on laying in the bed they were able to snuggle and reflect on the past months of boundaries work that she had put in and understanding and changing her life as well as the life of her family. Laying in bed, her mind was not racing now the things that needed to accomplish or overwhelming to her, but rather reflected on the gratitude that she had for the work that she had put in for herself and understanding who she was, and in such now was able to have a lot more balance in her life and in turn more peace and joy as a result. Thank you for listening. As always, if you'd enjoyed today's episode, please share with your friends and family and join me here next week. If you happen to live in the Utah Salt Lake area, please reach out for help if needed. You can find me on Instagram at jordanmeyer.cmhc. Follow me on Facebook. And remember, you can find this episode and future episodes on any podcast platform, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and I will see y'all next week.